Welcome to episode two of 21st Century Boys. It's Joe Crawford. And James Crawford. And we're going to kick off first today with uh, some of the things that we've been reading lately. Jack, uh, I'll go first. I just recently did a big chunk of the One Piece Wano arc uh, by Odo. I did volumes 90 through 93. I haven't read One Piece in a long time, so I was a pinch lost. One Piece is one of those mangas that just seems to go and go and go and go and go. And so I thought maybe it'd be a cool jumping on point. So mm-hmm. it was, but there was also a lot of backstory that I didn't know the story to. But the gist of it was they get to this Wano and it's all samurai stuff. So I thought it was kind of cool that we're in Japan. Is it for the first time? I believe so. Yeah, so uh, I thought I would try that out. So it's pretty good. Um, once again, it's one of those it's hard to jump into, um, but... What I was able to pick up, I thought was pretty decent. So what have you been into recently? A lot of Urasawa. Um, 20th Century Boys. I'm going to read Monster soon. I finished Pluto. I um, read Asadora. And I am working on Master Keaton. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to have some crossover with some of our stuff then. Um, Father's Day was last week. And uh, the kids spoiled me rotten. Jack and... uh, Henry and Jonah got me a bunch of manga and some graphic novels, and so Arasawa was a big chunk of what was given to me, mostly by Jack. And um, so, yeah, when you're ready to talk about some of those specifically, um, we can uh, maybe go back and forth a little bit on those. Uh, So you haven't read Monster yet? I have not read Monster yet. Do you know what Monster's about? Not much. Okay, so I'll try to keep this really spoiler-free. So Monster is basically uh, a doctor who is Japanese in Germany, and some things happen to him that involve saving people that he works in an ER and saving people, and what happens when you have to put your morals ahead of what the hospital administrator dictates to you like so not too spoilery but for example um there's a turkish kind of worker who had a very bad head trauma and tenma is told that he has to save an opera singer instead um and the lesser surgeon worked on the turkish uh worker and he passed away and uh when tenma is confronted by the turkish family he has kinds of a kind of a crisis of conscience, you know. Who decides who is important? You can't put a value on one person's life over another, and that's all I'll say there until Jack's read at least the first couple of volumes. But Monster by Urasawa is really great stuff. Okay, um, Master Keaton, you read the first two volumes. The first two volumes yesterday. Yeah. Okay, so Master Keaton is. Is he an insurance adjuster? Um, I th- he's like a detective kind of guy. Yeah, so he... And like a teacher. For yeah, like yeah, so he's a teacher and he, I think he does like insurance claims or something. I can't remember exactly. But it, it's really interesting because um, Urasawa only... Drew it. Yeah. yeah, so he's the artist only. Um, he's not the writer. So it's not quite what other manga by him is. But it's kind of almost like an adventure book, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So um, they're kind of one and done stories. Some of the stories might last a couple of chapters. At least I only read the first volume. Yeah. But it's great art and fun stories. It, to me, it made me think of Case Closed because Case yeah. Closed is one of those that you don't have to read. I think every single chapter to get a good story out of. So, what did you think of, of uh, Master Keaton? I thought it was very good. I thought the adventure stuff um, was okay, but like the stuff where they really get into like the characters and stuff for certain chapters, I enjoyed a lot more. I think he's good at like writing them. Cool. So, yeah. like the, the character development stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, another one that uh, sounds like we shared on the Urasawa kick was uh, Asadora. Um, yep. You had read volume one previously. Yeah, we read them at the like the same time. Okay, so we both had, had read volume one previously. We just got volume two, um, so that's a really good one. Once again, I don't want to get too into fine details in case someone wants to read it. But you're following a young girl and kind of her adventures with a guy who initially wanted to kidnap her. Yeah, and um, there's this huge. Uh, Flood. I don't remember if it was a typhoon or what. It's been a while since I read Volume 1. I think it was like a tsunami. Okay, so a tsunami. And the houses are destroyed. But he happens to be an airplane pilot, so they go and help out with the devastation in the area. They drop food. Okay. And uh, they uh, also, uh, you know, just try to help out people. Um, Her house was destroyed. Uh, I don't think they ever found her mom, did they? No, they haven't found any of her family, really. Okay. So, basically, uh, not to get too much into it, but it could involve a giant monster. We don't know yet, and I'll just leave it off there. Uh, I loved Volume 2. Yeah, Volume 2 was great. The first volume was, like, all right, but Volume 2 really, like, kick-started the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those... I, I think almost every other manga by him that I've read, I really grabbed on right away this one i was kind of like eh, it was good but like mm-hmm. like the second one really got going yeah i, I feel like for asadora it takes two volumes to do what like he does in like one typically yeah, yeah. i totally agree um so uh did you get around to reading mujirushi i have not gotten that yet yeah. okay I'll, I'll tell a little bit about it and then we can talk about sneeze and then i'll let you talk about 20th century boys and pluto yeah um so Mujirushi is basically a book that was commissioned by the Louvre in France. And so it's a story of a father who just keeps messing up over and over again. His family's falling apart. And the only way that he's going to be able to fix his family is by sneaking into the Louvre placing a stone in the Louvre and stealing a painting. Needless to say, things don't go precisely the way that things are expected. This one is very kind of whimsical at times, dreamy at times, and really funny at times. It's very good. Um, Like I say, it was a commissioned manga. Uh, You should uh, give it a shot if you really like Urasawa. It was good stuff. Um... So, Jack, before we get to Sneeze, why don't you tell about one of the other Urasawa books that you read? Okay, um, I recently read all of Pluto. I thought it was very enjoyable. A couple months before I read Pluto, I actually read the Astro Boy Lake Omnibuses. I got okay. my mom and dad, and I really enjoyed them. And in 
like one of the volumes they had the Pluto arc, which um, Pluto was based off of, which was probably my favorite part of Astro Boy. I was wondering how they did it, and I thought it was pretty well executed. I think the last um, volume, though, probably did like all the main stuff. Sure. It was very lengthy, but gave a lot into like the characters and like and some interesting stuff. So, what's the biggest difference other than the actual character design? Uh, you think between the two stories? Okay, well, um, one of the robots who like barely appears in um, Astro Boy, in like the original one, is a lot more like in it and like very important to the story. Okay, so kind of like he took the uh, Tezuka and he really expanded it because I mean we're talking about something that was probably just a few chapters maybe in the initial Astro Boy. It or? was pretty long. I think it was okay. like twenty. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. actually pretty long. Yeah, but it, they definitely didn't go as much into the characters, and this really like went more into their like families and stuff, and especially because um, Adam isn't actually a big focus for a lot of the story. Like they That's go true. a lot more into the other robots, and he's just kind of like one of the sidelines until like near the end. Okay. Well, um, so another one I think we both read was Sneeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sneeze is a bit of a compilation. It's some um, short stories that he did, and it's kind of some biographical stuff he did, mm-hmm. and also some. Yeah, there's this weird story that's actually printed in standardized uh, English format, which is like a, the you know what we what we call backwards. Um, it's it's done the way a normal. American comic would be where you're reading from. Now I can't even think how it works. Left to right. <laughs> left to right. <laughs> it's like, was it right to left? You, you, the problem is, you get, I don't know if you're like me. Like, I pick up an American comic, I just immediately, because my brain is so set on reading comics, I just go with the bubbles. And if I open up a manga, I immediately start reading the proper way. I don't even think about which way my eyes are yeah, going. Yeah, same I just, with me. Yeah, I just yeah. automatically do it. But yeah, so it's done the way a typical American one is. One of the one of the stories in there, and it's one of those kind of Twilight Zoney uh, things where a guy's like, "Hey, I'm going off to fight this great galaxy's threat," and it's like an ant or something, and he ends <laughs> up getting squashed by somebody's shoe. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a really good one where he talks about how he came to America and he does kind of like a music uh, travelogue. Yeah. I really like that one. Yeah, it's just a compilation of a bunch of like short stories in the magazine he was working with probably while he was working on like his bigger stories like Asador and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Uh, did you have a particular favorite? Um, I like the Kaiju one. Oh, the, yeah, that one was cool. So mm-hmm. th- there's one where this guy's kind of like uh, a nerd uh, who's really obsessed with kaiju, and he goes to Japan to see kaiju because they're real there in mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. And he doesn't think about the fact that, you know, people's lives are destroyed by <laughs> if something Godzilla-like actually came through and, like, smashed homes yeah. and people. And so he has to come to grips with, like, oh, wow, this actually, you know, has a human side to it. So, mm-hmm. very good one. Yeah. Uh, I thought another one that was really fun, um, there was one about... <laughs> it's like this guy with a bowl cut and this crazy... Yeah, he's got like a big chin bowl cut. Yeah, yeah he had like crazy bug eyes. And he was called Damien. And he could like stare at people and cause heart attacks or whatever. And you're never 100% sure if this is for real. 
uh, until the end, and then you find out if it's real or not. But you should definitely read that one yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that one was available through our local library. Um, yep. So a lot of these we've gotten through the library. Uh, like I, I might have some volumes. Jack's gotten some volumes through the library, so that's a great way to check out stuff. And tell us a little bit about then 20th Century Boys, as least spoilery as possible. And you've read through how far? Well, I um, recently read 1 through 9, through 4, but previously I went through 1 through 9, and I just kind of forgot what happened. Oh, so doing I a So it. like a reread. Yeah. Got it. Um, so what's going on is there's this um, kids in the past that like made this group and stuff, and then um, one of the kids in that past actually found out about it and he became a cult leader okay for like a bunch of people and he's doing like all this crazy stuff yeah so and, he's called the friend so <laughs> if you've ever seen like um if you haven't read the manga if you've ever seen like there's an image of like a guy with almost like a bag over his head mm-hmm. with a giant eye with like eyelashes mm-hmm. or something and a little, like hand through yeah. It. yeah yeah and that's that's the friend so he's kind of creepy kind of cool kind of iconic at this point yeah so the um Cult leader is actually doing like a very thing. Like he's very infamous through the place, and um, the kids through, from the past that made the group are learning about it, and they are learning that the guy is destroying the world, and they want to try to stop it. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. It is um, twenty-two volumes long. Right. Yep. They're putting out if you if you're looking for the newer editions, they're kind of two in ones. Yep. So I think it's eleven volumes. Um, and yeah, like Monster. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's also one that just came out, which is 21st Century Boys. Neither one of us have read it yet. I think you have like the Japanese version. Yeah. And um, it kind of sums up the, the entire series. I just want to give a shout out here to Chris uh, at Ace Comics from Chris and Reggie's uh, Weird hist- Comics History. Chris is the one who really got me into Urasawa and 20th Century Boys. So, thank you, Chris. It's one of my favorite series of all time, comic-wise. Definitely my favorite manga, period. So, uh, thanks for introducing our family to it, because I don't, I don't know when Jack would have discovered it if I hadn't, you know, given him volume... Well, actually, we may have just picked it up, but I'm kind of like, Hey, Jack, buy this, buy this, in uh, volume one. And so, yeah. thanks, Chris. Uh, for getting us involved in that one. Um, so, anything else you want to say about uh, 20th Century Boys? Um, very good. <laughs> it is very good. Um, so I read a, a bunch of manga because I've been I've been kind of on a manga a day, uh, volume a day. I've been behind on my monthly issues for comics, so I can shoot through a couple pretty quick and we'll let uh, Jack go through some more of his reading. Um, so some of the stuff I've read, been doing a little bit of a reread on Soul Eater. They put out these really nice perfect editions, hardcovers, really pretty. Uh, that's by Okubo, and it was kind of inspired by the fact it was really cheap. So I picked up a really cheap volume, and then uh, I got another volume for Father's Day. So if you don't know anything about that, the Soul Eater Society is kind of this group of, like, tweenagers because they're probably what in the 13 14 year old range because yeah, it's typical shonen but it's really well done um henry and i my youngest just recently finished the tv series and they basically have to fight off um this witch and it's just really good exciting stuff um rama one half i've uh, read volumes five and six that's rumika takahashi 
if you don't know Rama, the premise, I don't know if it would fly in this era, but basically it's a Chinese boy who, when he gets wet, turns into a girl. So you've got some gender issue questions that I don't know would fly right now. It's still really funny. Um, this volume, uh, or two volumes, because it's one of those two for deals, uh, is about him fighting off the benefactor of Shampoo. And this Shampoo is a Chinese girl who is supposed to be betrothed to Ranma, and he doesn't want to marry her. And he keeps going back and forth between his female and male self, and basically hijinks ensue. Um, Doro Hidoro uh, is another one. I, it's a long-running one that I'm almost finished with collecting, and I've been trying to uh, get caught up to where I have a missing volume, and I'm almost there. So I read three volumes of that, 9 through 11, and it's just more of the intrigue about who is Kaiman. He's this lizard-headed guy, and we're trying to figure out who he is, how he fits into this world of wizards. This is like the grungiest, dirtiest filthiest looking manga in the world if you like body horror if you enjoy just weird stuff in general i can i can't think of something to more highly recommend one of my very favorites it's hard to describe but like i say if you if you want to give manga a shot and you're into like kind of scary stuff kind of fantasy stuff it's really really good um and uh, a couple more Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. I got that one for from my youngest. Um, I was talking to Mike on Twitter this morning, uh, the guy I, I do show with the DC uh, Everything Else show. And he, he had the exact opposite uh, effect from I did. I read the first little bit and I was like, I don't know if I like this because it's about this girl and there's all these haunted things at the school and she goes into the toilet because kind of like in Harry Potter, there's a ghost in the toilet. Mm -hmm. Well, there's supposed to be a ghost in the girls' room bathroom here and she hooks up with him. And I was like, I don't know if I like this, but getting towards the end of the volume, uh, I actually really started getting into it and I thought it was pretty good. So I would say it's not my favorite, but maybe one you could pick up uh, it's getting kind of hard to find in the wild luckily uh, i guess henry must have found it in books a million um and the last of the manga that i wanted to talk about was call of the night this is a shonen sunday one uh, by kodayama and the premise is pretty simple there's a boy who has pretty much no friends and he kind of wanders around at night and he runs into a girl and of course she's a vampire so <laughs> She uh, sucks his blood, and I don't know what to say other than he finds out that you don't turn into a vampire just by having your blood sucked. You turn into a vampire by being in love with the vampire who is sucking your blood. And there's some really funny jokes about, like, don't bare your neck. How dare you? Like, the idea of, like, baring your neck would be like flashing yourself because the idea is the blood sucking is very sexual in nature which you know it's that's not new to vampiric lore but that was a fun one uh, i've got a couple of volumes they're up to volume two right now so i'll probably hit that one up again when we talk a little more in two weeks i one i'll talk about more next time is blue flag i would just say i would highly recommend it it picked up the first six volumes from the library uh and like i say we'll hit that up a little bit more next time when a little when i'm a little further into it but it's uh about some teenagers figuring out their identity. Uh, it's got an interesting triangle 
one boy who's in love with a boy who's in love with a girl who's in love with a girl kind of a thing and it's it's really well done really good and i'll talk about a couple american comics uh after jack takes a few okay so one of the books i read recently is Sawanen, made by Ennio asano um i really enjoyed it it's about um a couple of like 24 year old people um just that have like jobs that they don't like and stuff and they're um trying to um it's just about trying to find out what to do in life. Um, right. It's like Scott Pilgrim. Nice. It's probably why I like it. Right. Um, because that's my favorite comic of all time. Right. Um, very good. There's a lot of um, emotional stuff like near the middle, and I feel like um, Ineo Asano is good at what he is doing. I'm going to read Poon Poon soon. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it Good Night? Good Night Poon Poon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another manga I have recently read is Dog Ningen. Um, it's a comedy about about this dog guy that um his father raped a dog. Oh my god. And um he is M- gonna Mom's not listening to this episode, go ahead. Come and like try to get revenge for it. It is very funny. It is offensive as heck. But it is very funny, and I think it is the funniest manga I've ever read. It is currently, like, 20 chapters. It's a webcomic, so okay. like you can read that for free. It's very good. It's not for everybody. It's probably for, like, the 1%, but it's very good. <laughs> gotcha. Um, hmm. What else? Any other manga you've done recently? Or uh, are you ready to switch back to, to hmm. me for a minute? I think probably just comics for a minute, yeah. Okay. All right, so... um. The big one I'll tackle first is uh, Ice Cream Man. I had had previously Volume 2 for a long time. Uh, DCB Service, a place that you know a lot of people order comics from. They had, uh, I think, 1 through 5 pretty cheap a couple of months ago because you know you order ahead of time. And so I got 1, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, 1, 3, and 4 had already shipped, so I read those. The idea of Ice Cream Man, and that's uh, by Maxwell Prince and uh, Martin Morazzo on art, is the ice cream guy is kind of this creepy person who kind of inserts himself in almost every story, and it's to varying levels. Each story is basically kind of a horror story for the most part. Uh, Some, I think, work a lot better than others. Uh, The very first issue where... It's a little boy whose family has been bitten by spiders, and there's like a werewolf running around in the woods is a really good one. Um, One I just read in volume four that I really liked uh, involved a man obsessed with crossword puzzles and his wife who's scared of everything, and she's, she's really upset about like things going on in the neighborhood and kind of a busybody and basically how he comes to grips with you know i got to put my family ahead of crossword puzzles that was a really good one uh of the three volumes i would say one was my favorite and then four volume three was kind of weak there was a, a love story in it that just didn't really click for me um there was a sci-fi story that was kind of okay uh the one i did like there was a, a spoof of reality television actually since your mom one of the pages from it it was about a guy on a kind of a dating show and the the 
mannequins were basically kind of judging him. So there's mannequins in place of the typical cast of The Bachelor Bachelorette. That was a good one. So Ice Cream Man, like I say, it's kind of all over the map. Some are going to click, I think, better for some people than others. I personally thought the first and fourth volumes were the strongest, and three was kind of weak. But, you know, if you're like me, you're probably going to read all of them or collect all of them. And um, the last thing that I guess I want to talk a little bit about is Essential Doctor Strange. And I'm going to tie this into something you said with Astro Boy a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the first handful of the stories, this is volume one of Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. And it's by Ditko and Lee. They were eight pagers because they were like the backups to the Human Torch and Strange Tales. So they don't have a lot of room to breathe. And it made me think of just the storytelling in the 60s was so different than the storytelling now. Where, like, the origin of Doctor Strange is three or four issues into the series. And it's on eight pages. And it's got everything you need to know about how he was this brilliant surgeon. He's in the car crash. He's kind of a jerk. His hands no longer work. And he goes off and he finds from a sailor's talking that he can see an ancient one. And, you know, that's how he becomes on his path to being the Sorcerer Supreme. And it just made me think, like, yeah, I could see how the Astro Boy would probably be, the storytelling would be a lot different in, in that era. Because what I'm reading right now, which is the Doctor Strange, is so different from the typical storytelling. And, you know, you've got eight pages and you've got to get a whole story out. And, that you know, most comics these days, and I don't want to sound like the grumpy old guy because I do like modern comics... But most comics, you know, it's four to five issues before a story gets told. So mm -hmm. you're talking 100 pages. Mm -hmm. And this thing is having to still tell stories in, you know, eight, ten pages. So it's very, very different way of telling stories. That said, as the, the, the series progressed, they started giving him a little bit more room Um a little more room to breathe. Uh, the comics start to get to about 10 to 11 pages of story. And as it goes, it gets better and better. Ditko's art's clicking more. St uh, Stanley's telling more complex stories. And right now I'm in the middle of a huge arc where Mordo has attacked the Ancient One. And Steven has got to figure something out. And so it's been like eight, nine issues. He's flying all over the place, on the run from Mordo. He finds out that Dormammu has been helping Mordo this entire time, and he's searching for eternity. So I haven't found out what eternity is yet. Spoilers, I kind of know. But I'm really excited for when this finally gets wrapped up, because like I say, it's gone from being an, a little bitty story to actually it's a more serialized now. Um, but really, really good stuff. Crazy artwork. I know I've shared some pics on Twitter and uh it's just great wild stuff. So highly, highly, highly recommend reading Early Doctor Strange by Lee and Ditko. And the one thing I do want to say is I wish no one had ever pointed out to me that Stanley only writes with exclamation points because every sentence has an exclamation point on it. And now even when they're whispering, I hear them shouting it in my head. So I have to get out of that when I'm reading it because if I see the exclamation point, I hear... You know, I okay, maybe not the rare part, but you know what I mean. And sorry if I just blew out your eardrums. Anyway, Doc Strange, good stuff. Stanley, exclamation points. Jack, what's up? 
Um, Super Crooks, I read a little bit recently. Okay. It's um, by Mark Millar, who is the same guy that made, like, Kick-Ass and the one Magic one. I don't know what it's called. Magic Order, I think. Yeah. Um, so originally published by Marvel, and I think now published by, um, Image? Probably Image, because it, it was Image. probably part of the Icon line. They had, like, um, uh, like one of those uh, creator-owned lines in the late... Uh, or actually mid-2000s, and it, it was called Icon. So, yeah, I think that's where it came from originally. Yeah, so basically it's kind of a Robin Hood idea. Okay. Um, so this old guy is caught cheating while gambling, and so the owner says he has to owe, like, a million dollars to the place. So he groups up with a bunch of other criminals to steal from, I guess, worse criminals. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit, um, and it's getting a show recently, so if you're interested in it, Oh, cool. Is it going to be one of the Netflix shows? Yeah, one of the Netflix shows. Nice. Yeah, well, let's, let's hope it does better than Jupiter's Legacy. I heard uh, it's already been canceled. Yeah, it's an animated one. so I think Oh, it be very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, I read The Underwater Welder recently by... Um, Jeff Lemire? Yeah, Jeff Lemire. Um, it's published by Top Shelf, which I thought was interesting. Um, I really like the art, especially. They had, like, watercolors and stuff for, like, the backgrounds and stuff. And I thought that was very cool and unique. Um, it's what you expect from Jeff Lemire. The writing is really good. Um, there's small... The execution was pretty good. I enjoyed it, um, quite a bit. Uh, have I talked about Superman Red Sun? You have not talked about Superman Red Sun. That's one I need to read. Tell me, tell me what's up with Red okay, Sun. Okay, so I've heard good things. written by Mark Millar. Okay. Um who is the same guy that did Kick-Ass, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, um, so it's about, instead of Superman coming to America and getting with a good family, he comes to Soviet Russia. Okay. And, like, the th actions are different. He um, grows up differently. And because of this, he makes, um, he thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's being, um, he's not. So he, so he he works for the... Does he work for, like, the Soviet government or what yeah. have you? Okay. He thinks he's, like, taking the right, right actions because he hasn't been told he's doing the wrong. Right. But um, he is doing the wrong. Right. Um, so, like, there's other people, like, Batman's also in, like, Russia and stuff. Cool. But, like, him and, like, Green Lantern and some other heroes, um, they don't, like, work for the Soviets and... They are like the side of like America and stuff. Okay. So they, so Superman, um, Red Sun faces them, and um, it's just about, um, I don't know, him trying to um, protect Russia. Protect Russia from like all these superheroes coming over from America. Yeah, I'd say the first volume was pretty good, but the second and third really shine. Because okay. the first one is only kind of like the introduction. Sure. And it doesn't have like Batman or Wonder Woman or Brainiac or Green Lantern or all the cool people who appear later on. Oh, nice. So Brainiac ends up like attacking Russia? Um, Brainiac actually works with um, Superman. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm going to... This is one that's been recommended to me for years. I don't remember the first time I heard it. Maybe it was... Uh, May have been Emily and uh, Professor Allen. I don't remember. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. I'll have to check that out at some point. Yeah. Uh, well, anything else tonight, Jack? Or is that going to call it an evening for us? I think I'm done with what I have for today. Yeah. Okay. So, everybody, thanks for listening in. We'll see you again in two weeks. This yep. is Joe. And James Crawford. All right. Y'all have a good evening. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Bye.
Bye.